Good morning, and thank you for joining me with our morning manna Bible study, our little devotional that we have. And we're going to be back in Proverbs chapter 26. Uh, we're going to be looking at the nature of a sluggard, um, and but I want to look at it from a standpoint of a biblical uh, definition. And so the question that immediately comes to mind is, have you ever had to um, rescue someone from their poor choices or their, their particular behavior, and then they go right back into it again? <laughs> what is it with that, where, where people um, repeat that same failure? It's just like a pattern that they follow. Um, but, you know, how do you get free from that pattern? Because maybe you're in that pattern yourself. And it's like, how do I get free? And I want free. And, and so it's a one-word um, description, but it says, how do I get there? And that word description is brokenness. Um, but we need to pray. Um, don't turn me off just yet. <laughs> Hear me out, because I think that you'll be ministered to by um, the nature of this and, and its clarity of how I can get free through um, the blessing of truth in my life. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for your righteousness. Thank you for your truth that sets men free. Thank you for your truth that keeps us free. Thank you for the fact that it's your word is truth. And, and so, Lord, we invite you to sanctify us by your word. Set us apart, Lord. Um, change us. Make us into that person who is pursuing the kingdom of heaven with their whole heart. And, and Lord, that you are shaping us uh, to be subjects in your kingdom. What joy there is as we look forward to being with you. Thank you, Jesus, as we ask that you would bless our time now. In your name we pray, amen. So our, our passage in Proverbs chapter 26, actually we have to kind of back up just a little bit and pick up the end of the discussion about the fool um, and because it's like the fool then gives way to the sluggard. So the question then says, does foolishness give way to becoming a sluggard? And you know, so we have this impression in our mind of sluggard is lazy bum laying on the couch and all that. Well, that's not the kind of definition that we're going to be looking at today. Um, so maybe the, a better way to ask that question is, does a lack of good sense or judgment give way or lead us to the, the pathway of becoming one who is void of godly wisdom. That's the definition of sluggard. The one who is void of godly knowledge and wisdom, how to use this knowledge properly, without ambition, without a willingness um, to pursue truth. They, they've determined their own truth and they're going to continue in that. And so that's the, the nature of a deceived or neglected mind that doesn't want to pursue truth. So let's just read it. Um, beginning verse 11. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The sluggard says, there is a lion in the road. There is a lion in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. It wears him out to bring it back to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. So 
there you see it. The, the failure um, and, and, you know, hopefully it says, oh, I don't want to be there. This, this confession of, oh, I got caught doing whatever it was again. And, and so, but then I repeat it. I'm back in. I'm in this cycle. And it says, how do I get out of this cycle? Well, first is we have to admit the truth about ourselves. Allowing ourselves to become to a place of brokenness before God yielded to the, God, the plans that God has. That, that God is in the pursuit of winning us, changing our actual countenance, our character, that, that it's no longer governed by ourselves and our, our mindset, but of the truth of God's word and led by his word and spirit. So Proverbs 1.7 describes it a different way for us. Proverbs 1.7 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So it's a right respect of the authority of God in our lives. But it says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we have to recognize and say, man, if I'm not willing to receive wisdom and instruction, then I'm still in the pattern. I'm still a fool. It's when I recognize the importance of, of pursuing God and trusting in the fact that he's going to care for me. And it doesn't matter what I have to go through in order to get free. God's got me the whole way through. It says in Psalms 14.1, it says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. So it's a heart issue. It's a heart condition. It's an attitude. It's a character issue is what we're saying. So a fool biblically is one who rejects the truth of God's word. What they want to do is that they want to determine their own truth. And, and so they have their own way that they're going to live their lives. So the question, uh, again, that pops up is, is, will your own truth rescue you from the weight of sin and guilt and shame? Or maybe they don't see that they have sin. And so... John writes in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, and he gives us a clue as to that type of person. It says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So we're, we've determined a truth, potentially, which most have, but yet it's truth that's not in us. It's self-deception is the way that that's actually referred to. Um, so... The, the next question, the question number three that pops up is, is, will that truth, will your own truth rescue you from hell? Now, that's a weighty question, right? And it says, what, what is hell? I don't even believe in hell. Well, then you've got a self-deception because there is a heaven and there is a hell. Um, and, and so is it, what is it? Hell is permanent separation from God. It, that... As weighty as this may be, but it's truth. It's what Jesus teaches us is that there is the eternal torment. And what is that torment? The torment, I believe, um, is the recognition that I had the opportunity to receive God and I refused him. Because God says that he, did, he reveals himself to all men. Um, so there's none without excuse. God also says that he's patient toward all men not wanting any to perish, but for all to come unto salvation. So let's go back to Proverbs 26, and let's read again verse 13. It says, The sluggard says there is a lion in the road, there is a lion in the streets. The sluggard, the biblical sluggard definition, is one who is full of excuses, 
for not seeking the truth of who God is according to who God proclaims in the Bible. No, no, I, you know, this is who God is. I believe this over here. And, you know, and it's like, well, I don't have to, you know, the Bible's corrupted or whatever. And, and it's like, they're not even willing to look. And they got all these excuses, right? Verse 14, as a door turns on its hinges, so does a sluggard on his bed. So the sluggard never changes his ways, foolish to ignore truth or evidence around them because they are so convinced of their own truth. Now, verse 15, the sluggard buries his hand in the dish. It wears him out to bring it back to his mouth. Well, man, you don't even have enough effort to feed yourself? Well, wait a minute, what is that referring to? When we look at the biblical sluggard, it says they're not even willing to help themselves by carefully examining simple things like Evidence, simple evidence. So, for example, do we know where the city of Jerusalem is? city of Jerusalem is talked about, the city of Salem is talked about all over the place in the Bible, and so can we go there? And the answer is absolutely. I mean, I, I mean it's wonderful. You leave the airport at Tel Aviv, and the first sign you see is an, an arrow pointing towards Jerusalem, right? Well, let's, let's look at one of the things that's full of foolishness, but yet there are sluggards that involve themselves into committing to the truth of something that has no evidence. And that's a city. It's supposed to be this massive city. It's called Zarahemla. And it refers to a, a large ancient city that was supposed to be in the Americas, which is described in the Book of Mormon. And, and archaeologists and historians have never been able to verify the location of this city. I mean, it's something similar or even greater than Jerusalem, but yet you can't find it. No, wait a minute, don't turn me off. Don't get all upset and start, you know, giving me the down thumb thing or whatever it is. And I'm not tearing down or mocking another religion. What I'm saying is, look carefully at the evidence. Jerusalem is in the Bible. It's easy to find. It's in other resources. But a massive city that's supposed to be in the Americas that has significant impact can't be found, nor is there anything that even mentions it in any other, any other writings. So all I'm saying is compare the evidence. See, a sluggard won't do that. They are full of excuses. They're self-consumed and what they've determined is truth. Compare, compared to taking the effort, taking the time to examine proclamations of truth taking the time to examine the evidence that supports your conclusion. Verse 16, we're going to wrap up here. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. <laughs> Enough said, I think. Psalm 51, 17 says this. There's a road of redemption for all of mankind. It says, for you will not, de you will not delight in sacrifice, speaking of God, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. When we come to God broken, recognizing our failure and saying, God, show me who you are. Show me truth. Let me receive the truth that you have for me. God does amazing things as he redeems us. But for those that don't want to hear, Proverbs 23, 9 says, Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your word. God says, hey, if they won't listen, this is what you do. You pray for them. 
You pray for them. You pray that they will come to their senses. You pray that they will come to realize that God does exist and that He does love them and He does want to forgive them and He has immediate grace available to those who trust in the Jesus of this Bible, the God of this Bible, because He has a plan of redemption that's for you. God bless you all. Thank you for joining me and thanks for enduring a little longer lesson today.